Angela Bowen here, the host of Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast, the reboot edition. <laughs> How's everyone doing? Gosh, last time I was here talking about the reboot would have been back in April. So before I get started, basically I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do during this episode, and then we're going to take a look back at the reboot trailer from April and then after that because we just got news today this morning there's a premiere date for the Punky Brewster reboot um, that's appearing on Peacock February 25th set your calendars set yourself a reminder because oh we're for this day for so long we finally have a date so, what I plan to do, we have an episode set list. We do not have summaries, but we do have episode titles. So, I will go down the list of the ten episodes, tell you the title, and I kind of want to give my own prediction about what I think the episode might be about. And also, if you guys have thoughts, theories about what you think the episodes will be about, get a hold of me on... The Facebook page, get a hold of me on the the Twitter page for the Punky Brewster Punky Power Podcast. Even the send me an email at punkypowerpvpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear what your theories are. Also, going forward, what my plan is. And I know that my plans always tend to change. When I mention one thing later, I change my mind. That's just how my mind works. That's what I do. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm going to spend the last week of February, March, and April covering the Punky Power reboot. Now, what does that mean for the Different Strokes podcast that just started back up with weekly episodes? That means the Different Strokes to Move the World podcast is going to go on a little two-month hiatus while... I rejoice in the wonder and beauty that is the Punky Power reboot. And then in May, I will jump back into season one of Different Strokes. I worked it out on my calendar. So by the end of 2021, I will be finished with season two. And then in January, we can jump into Different Strokes season three and four for 2022. There's eight seasons of the show, guys. So I'll be doing that for the next few years. Alright, let's look back at this trailer from that was first dropped in April of of 2020. Gosh, that's in a few months, that's gonna be a year. So yeah, I'm excited to uh I wanna see this trailer again too, so good to see you, Bucky Brewster. Mom, you put on two different <laughs> shoes. I haven't done that in a while. Still works. Raising three kids alone isn't easy. I had to grow up. It's how me rediscovered my punky power. So yeah, I just rewatched the trailer. I haven't watched that since probably it first dropped. I watched I watched it a couple times after I first initially watched it in April. So alright, let's jump to 
the episode titles, of course, the first one is going to be the pilot. It's just titled Pilot. The second episode, Making Room for Izzy. Izzy, of course, is the foster child that Cherry, who I believe probably works at Fenster Hall. Maybe she took over for Mike. I don't know. Because we know at the end of season two of Punky Brewster that Mike is no longer Punky's teacher. I think he went back to Fenster Hall to work full time since Chillings wasn't there anymore. And I think maybe he retired at some point and Cherry took over. That's my guess anyway. That's my... So just like how in Punky Brewster there was an episode called... Punky gets her own room, which I want to make sure I get that right. Let's see here. Okay. So, yeah, the first three episodes, part one, two, and three of Punky Brewster are Punky finds a home, part one, two, and three. And then the fourth episode is Punky gets her own room. All right. Sorry, there's dead air, guys. So, making room for Izzy, clearly. She's already got three kids living there already. Hannah, I believe... I'm kind of wondering if Hannah is the her biological daughter, because she seems to be older than the two boys who are... Let me just go down the cast list so that... Okay. So we have, of course, Soleil Moon Fry, Punky Brewster. We have Lauren Lindsay Donzi, Donzis, D-O-N-Z-I-S, playing Hannah. She looks like more than likely she could be biological daughter of Soleil. Of Soleil, yeah. She's, no, of Punky and her husband Travis, who is played by Freddie Prince Jr. The big, big teen heartthrob back in the mid to late 90s with I Know What You Did Last Summer. She's all that. Movies like that. Izzy, of course, is played by Quinn Copeland. She is the foster child. We have Oliver D. Los Santos playing Daniel. And Noah Cottrell playing Diego. So Daniel and Diego are Punky and Travis's younger children. They have a total of three. And I believe clearly the boys are adopted, which is great. I love that Punky also, not only if she, if she, you know, if Hannah's the biological child, then Punky, of course, reached out and adopted two more children. And maybe we're going to eventually get that with Izzy. So think about it. There is three kids living in. Now, unless I did a remodel on Henry's old apartment, and I'm convinced that is Henry's old apartment. Just from the preview that we get, I, like, went frame by frame just recalling everything that was in the way the room was set up in Punky Brewster to the preview that we get and say, yeah, that's where... The hallway, the bathroom, Punky's room's going to be on the right, and then Henry's was on the left. And then the bathroom is, like, right. You walk into that doorway, the bathroom is literally right there. So, of course, modifications have been made over the last 30-some years. So, yes. We also have Cherry Johnson reprising her role, role as Cherry Johnson. 
Jonathan McLean as Wallace. I don't know who that is. We have Parker Keenan as Jordan. I'm guessing this could be a love interest for Hannah because he looks to be right around her age. We have Ivan Leon, plain delivery guy. We have a bartender. We have Stafford. We have someone named Sean, played by Connor Husting. Customer by Danielle. We definitely have people of color, which is awesome. I love the diversity here. We have Emmy meddling as Teresa, Nathan as sweater customer, and Oliver Thies as neighborhood kid. All right, so let's go back. Okay, so making room for Izzy. I kind of figured they'll have to make room more than likely. I, it's going to be probably Hannah and Izzy sharing a room because you know that Punky's not going to be putting her, like, the two boys share a room, let's put in a third bed. You boys are getting bunk beds or something. No, 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 no. So, and I can kind of see where maybe, maybe the kids might have an initial, like, oh, another kid moving in with us, mom's deten uh, attention is diverted, she's spending time with Izzy, we feel neglected, we feel like we're not getting our normal attention. I can kind of see that going on. Two first dates. Hmm. Well, I, like I said, I think Hannah's got to be about maybe 14. She does not look like she's 16. <laughs> But who knows? So two first dates. I think it's going to be Hannah and a boy. And then, hmm, I don't know. I mean, Punky's got, you know, her, her kids and then her ex-husband, Travis. So maybe she could be going out on a date. Or maybe it could be Cherry going out on a date. I'm not sure. But I bet anything it's going to be Hannah and a boy. So, let's see. The next episode, Under the Influence. Wow. This could be taken in so many ways. We do know that Punky Brewster was not afraid to go down the road of serious episodes. Season 2, the majority of episodes of Season 2 were on the serious side. And... After I'm going through these, we'll go back and see just how many serious episodes. Punky Brewster. Definitely season two had a lot of them. Under the Influence. Gosh. I'm really kind of wondering if this could be something to do with... Could they be doing an alcohol episode? I mean, Under the Influence doesn't necessarily mean drugs or alcohol. It could mean... Izzy is under the influence of Punky, Punky's Punky power and positive healing, something to that effect. Looking for love and a hat. This definitely sounds like an Izzy episode. If you've seen the trailer multiple times, you know that Izzy comes in wearing a hat. Maybe that could be it. You know, she's an abandoned girl looking for love, someone to love her. And a hat, maybe she lost her hat, maybe she's getting a new hat. I mean, that's a bit of a stretch, but. All right. 
the look of Daniel. Daniel is played by Olive. Oh my goodness, I cannot talk to save myself. Sean, so Connor Husting is in this episode. I don't know who he is, other than his character name. Oh, that's under the influence. Oh boy, I, mm, this guy. He looks like he plays, playing a high schooler. Oh my god, yeah, you know what, maybe I'm thinking Hannah gets herself into a bit of a situation with older kids and going to a party and drinking, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Let's see, oh, we got bartender, we got customer, we got sweater customer going to be in looking for love and a hat. Let's see if any of these other ones, no, wait, is there a spoiler? No. There's no trivia either. Alright, so the next episode, the, like I said, the look of Daniel. I think maybe he could be reaching out for attention. Maybe he wants to change his look. That's what I'm kind of going for here, is that he's thinking to change in his look. When I saw the trailer and I saw... Daniel like yelling at his mom at Punky for drinking straight out of the orange juice container. He's like, Mom! I got Max Fuller vibes from that kid. Not to mention the fact that he's wearing a vest. And if you watch Fuller House, you know Max Fuller is all about the vest. So I was definitely getting Max Fuller vibes just from that. Oh, this is going to bring back some uh, memories. The tree house that Punky built. Bang! <laughs> Getting some reminiscing. Maybe they're going to fix it up. Maybe it hasn't been gone into in a while. Their kids are getting older. Mom, we don't want to be in the tree house anymore. It's not fun. And she, remember how, yeah, in season two, the tree house where Mike and Punky kind of scheme to get, you know, Margot Cherry and Alan and Mrs. Johnson and Henry all working on it. We're like, gosh, I don't know about this little pulley system we have here. Alan, do you, do you know anything about this kind of thing? I mean, you, you're fixing your bike. You think you could help out? Or even with Betty with, um, like sewing fabric or something like that, like a, like a sheet, like a background sheet. And, like, we don't know anything about sewing. <laughs> and they're like, ah, I don't know, Betty. Are you think you're up for this? And she's like, you give me that sheet and I will go to work on it. Uh, Henry, of course, I remember he was very wise to what Punky and Mike were doing, trying to round people up to help him out. Because they're, like, going to try to get him to, to paint the treehouse and everything. Um... But I think that maybe the treehouse has been abandoned for a little bit and she wants to get her kids excited. Like, hey, this is my, in Cherry's old treehouse. We had so many fun times in this treehouse. Yeah. I think that's going to, yeah. Put a ring on it. Woo! Oh, boy. Well, this, uh, and this is season one, episode eight. Someone getting remarried. Someone getting engaged. 
could Cherry be getting engaged? Could Punky and Travis be working things out and getting remarried? Renewing their vow? Well, they're divorced, so they'd have to get remarried if they wanted to, but I don't know. And I kind of wonder if that is a thing, too, with there is an episode, yeah, the last episode in season, uh, well, with Alan in season three, Divorce Anderson style, when she and Henry are talking about that, she says half the kids in my class are divorced. And they're just, like, miserable. So this could be interesting with... But then again, with, with Henry and stuff, she was in a single-parent household. And this is kind of like... Even from the preview, watching it again, is Punky just saying, raising three kids by myself. I mean, maybe her husband takes the kids like every other weekend and stuff, but still she's had a partner there to share the load of raising three kids. And now she's having to co-parent. 80s block party season one, episode nine. Hmm. Well, I definitely think this is going to be similar to that Fuller House episode with them doing an 80s party at what used to be the old Smash Club. Definitely reminiscent block party. I think it's going to be in the backyard with the treehouse all done up and just kicking out some 80s tunes. Definitely Cherry is going to be wearing those headbands that she wore and Punky's going to be dressing like her self the fact that the kids never knew that about punky was her wearing the two different colored shoes or the colorful bandana that she would wear around her her jeans because she says wow i haven't dressed like that in a while because the kids are like uh you know you're wearing two different colored shoes so did she never Tell them about, yeah, when I was your age, I used to wear two different colored shoes. Or maybe she had told them, but they'd forgotten. Or it's a difference between telling someone you used to dress this way and actually dressing this way. Season 1, episode 10, the season 1 finale is called Mother's Day. I think this is going to be a big emotional episode. Not just for Punky, but probably very much for Izzy. It's really going to bring back a lot of, you know, feelings about being abandoned by her, by her mother. And maybe we're going to get to see things with Izzy that maybe we wanted to see happen with Punky, but they never went there. Like, one question I bet we are all wondering is, did Punky ever find her mother again? Did they reconcile? Did she find her dad again? Did they reconcile? And just... Filling in those gaps, like that 30 years of time that, and I'm sure those little, we'll get bits and pieces of it when Cherry and and Punky are on the couch reminiscing, like, hey, remember at my gradu- our graduation when this happened? Or I'm sure we'll get brought, Margo brought up. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if she were running a fashion line or some type of empire, because that's just who Margo was. Um, kind of wonder if maybe they'll say whether they kept in touch with Alan, whether he's back living in Chicago, maybe he, you know, they 
we're pen pals. I mean, I know even back in the 80s and 90s, long distance was crazy expensive. But maybe they wrote letters to him and stuff like that. And just, I definitely, I think that would be, oh, I'm just, I'm so excited and I'm so ready for this. All right, so let me run. Okay, season one, episode one, the pilot. Season one, episode two, making room for Izzy. Season one, episode three, two first dates. Season four, under the influence. Season five, looking for love and a hat. Season one, episode six, look the look of Daniel. Season one, episode seven, the tree house that Punky built. Season eight. Season eight, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it'll get there. We don't know. Season one, episode eight. Eight. Put a ring on it. Season one, episode nine, 80s block party, and season one, episode ten, Mother's Day. So let's go back, take a look at season two of Punky Brewster, and kind of see just how many serious, serious episodes we have. Just say no. We have. Well, all of these episodes are very much very teachable moments. Season 2, Episode 1 is K.O. Kid, where they're dealing, Punky's dealing with a bully. Season 1, Episode 2, of course, Punky's Treehouse. That's the episode where she might get everyone together to work on uh, the treehouse. Cheaters Never Win, deal with Punky and Alan cheating on a math test. Or, no, not a math test. I'm sorry. No, it's uh, State Capitals. Let's see. Perils of Punky, that is one that people will bring up like that, that scared me as a child. Just Say No, that was the episode that dealt with Just Say No Club and Punky and Sherry being tempted with drugs from the Chicklet group. Love Thy Neighbors, a Halloween episode. Which is interesting because we also get that episode in season three called Hands Across the Halls, where there is an elderly neighbor that is having uh, problems living by herself. She's afraid she's going to have to go to, into an assisted living facility, and Punky and Cherry and Mrs. Johnson and Henry create a board of things that can be done to help the neighbor so she can actually stay in her place so she doesn't have to move. And they're able to get all the residents in the building also to give, I mean, it's like one day a month. It's not a big deal. But yeah, I'd say the most serious episodes in season two are Just Say No, uh, Milk Does a Body Good, Urban Fear, Cherry Lifesaver, and Accidents Happen. Now there are, of course, changes part one through five is also very serious. Deals with Henry's photo studio burning down, and then sadly he ends up in the hospital, and Punky ends up going back to Fenster Hall. Milk Does a Body Good deals with kidnapping. It seemed like a few other NBC shows did do the same type. Small Wonder did it, I believe, in Season 3. Uh, Silver Spoons did it at the end of Season 3 with the Babysitter's episode. The Gift deals with a 
school's custodian who is mentally handicapped that Punky makes friends with. Love Thy Neighbor, of course. Halloween episode deals with a cranky neighbor who the kids kind of see is always Mrs. Peavy's a witch when it turns out she just really, really doesn't like children. All these episodes are on Peacock. And Peacock right now, of course, it is free. If you guys want to get punky ready, jump on Peacock and start binging seasons one through four. The seasons are only like 20-some episodes. And they're only a half hour, so you can rock that out between... I mean, think about it. We got over a month before... You guys can do that. You can do that. The Search is also a very good episode of season two that deals with Punky's, you know, her, her mother and everything like that. And then also Mike, it's all about the family tree and searching for your origins, your family history. And that brings up sadness and Punky because what really, she really doesn't know much about her parents. Or her grandparents, for that matter. And I, I just, I, I think that is very, very sad. She doesn't know really much about her history other than her mom's name is Susan Brewster. Does she know what her dad's name is? I don't know. But at least in this episode, at least one of the, you know, between Punky and Mike, one of them does get a happy ending is they are able to reunite with, you know, Mike was left on the doorstep at Fenster Hall with a note taped to his, or pinned to his, uh, he was just a baby, he's a little baby. Didn't know his dad, didn't know his mom, and, but, yeah. Perils of Punky, like, uh, part one and two, that one is, uh, definitely, I'd watch that around October, same with Love Thy Neighbor. Baby Buddies is a fun one where they just uh, Punky and Cherry decide to uh, start a babysitting business. Uh, you know, free babysitters club type of thing. <laughs> That's a fun episode. Cheaters never win, of course. Alan and Punky are cheating on the state capitals test. Um, yeah. Accidents Happen, of course, does deal with the Challenger explosion. It happened in January of 1986. I wouldn't have recollected it at all, because I would have been, like, three and a half at that point. Let's see here. Yeah, I kind of want to go through some of the, the other, you know, seasons since we're on this. Some of the, I, I gotta be honest, some of the, when I was podcasting this show, I knew once I got to season three and four, there were gonna be some hiccup ep kind of episodes. It's like, oh, I don't really want to do this, but I, I love the show and I'm doing all the episodes. So right off the bat, reading, writing, and rock and roll has DeBarge guest starring. Punky's big story, because she's in fifth grade at this point and has, no, wait, wouldn't she be in, yeah, she'd be in fifth grade, yeah. Punky's big story where she's writing for the school newspaper. It isn't until we get to season three, episode three, we have tons of fun. We're dealing with Punky's cousin. It's like a second, third cousin twice removed on Henry's side, Louise, who is dealing with um, 
I mean, she's not binging and she's not anorexic, but I don't even know what you would call it. Just she's, she likes to eat. It, it deals with childhood obesity is what I'm trying to say. So that was a good attempt at um, an important topic. Divorce Anderson's style, season three, episode four. This was Alan, and that's his last episode. It's like, you don't see him till the fourth episode of season three, and then he has, like, pushed out the door. And I, I get it. The show kind of wanted to focus on the girls and make it more geared towards preteens and stuff. And it's like, well, Alan, we really don't have a place for you right now. I'm sorry. Another important episode, Beer and Buffaloes Don't Mix, deals with punky friend Joey who his death and the thing is we meet the way that they did these episodes and this is why when I did the podcast I'm like I am not covering beer and buffalo stone mix because we haven't covered open door broken heart where she and Joey meet for the first time but at the time of this episode Joey's dad is out of work which is weird because an open door broken heart he was, his dad was going to be going to California for a job or get transferred or something. And all of a sudden he's having issues with his work. And I, I don't know, but that episode irritated me just because that Henry did not take it serious. I mean, if your child comes up to you and says, my friend's mother or dad was driving under the influence, he even says, you know, that's a very serious accusation, Punky, but, you know, unless you know for sure, do you think that maybe you're mistaken? It's like, she could tell what beer smells like on a person and when someone's driving erratically versus when they're normal. Uh, just, it really, it really bugged me. Uh, Best Friends, of course, has a good ending. With the girls getting older, we know that Cherry seemed to develop more as far as more interested in, in boys sooner than Punky. Punky's not there yet. Punky kind of feels like the third wheel when Punky meets Donald Soda and just spending all her time with him. And Punky and Cherry have a major blowout fight. And I like the scene in the treehouse where they were talking about how much, you know, Punky, you, you, I wouldn't even be here if it weren't for you. You saved my life, you know, in season two, Cherry Lifesaver with the CPR and the fridge. And even Punky says, Cherry, you're the one that came to me and brought me food when I was living in that apartment across from Henry. I mean, you helped me out. Um, goofy episode. <laughs> this has got to be, like, the goofiest so far of season three. It's a dog's life. Punky's going on a sailing trip with Margot and Cherry. She's got to get her sailing stuff. Of course, she's neglecting Brandon, and Henry calls her out on it. You need to give your dog a bath. Give him his sleep powder. Walk him because he's getting destructive. He's like, I don't have time for that. And then she 
Then she's like, nope, bye. And then she has, a, it's a dream sequence, guys, where she's in Brandon's body and Brandon is in her body. So we get to see Soleil Moonfry acting a little goofy, pretty much spending a good chunk of the episode on all fours. And it's in, I just, I like the camera view setup, the POV shots. Just, it's really cool. Metamorphosis. Another big one. You've probably heard the Henry, I'm getting boobs. That, yeah, it's that episode where Henry says, oh, Mrs. Johnson, I really don't like the idea of Punky growing up. I wish you could stay little. And Punky overhears that and it's like, I don't want to get a bra. But luckily she's, I like that she and Cherry both, they have a female role model to go to. I mean, we didn't get to the point in the show where that the, the time of the month type of thing is going to come up and then you're going to have to have that talk because eventually at some point, I'm sure Mrs. Johnson, you know Henry's not going to sit her down and talk about that kind of stuff. He couldn't even talk to her about the bra. So, yeah, and not to mention, Betty is a nurse. So there's another thing. There's that, you know, aspect and everything. Another episode I really did not care for in season three was Fighting City Hall, Snoresville. It really was. Uh, it's about uh, the girls playing in an empty field in a city park, and Henry has to talk to City Hall about getting them to save the park. It, mm, the Matchmaker. This one was goofy, where... Punky sets up Henry with a school librarian who looks a bit younger than Henry. She's like full of zing in life and she's got a motorcycle and she's causing Henry to dress like he's like 40 years younger than what he is. And Betty goes on a dating show that's kind of like, um, oh gosh, why am I blanking on what that was called? The Love Connection. Love Connect. Yes. Yes. <laughs> My fear, Punky, of course. Punky tries to fit in at a high society banquet. It's a birthday party for a rich kid who you think, oh, this guy's going to be a snob, right? Nope, he's not. He's not. But his butler is a snob, I'll tell you that. <laughs> the anniversary. Oh, my God. I If you go back and listen to this podcast episode, I bawl my eyes out episode. Cherry Johnson deserved an award for this episode. This is the one where Cherry admits that there's a certain, the circus is coming to town and Cherry says, I can't go. I just, I can't. Just stop asking me. Punky gets her journal. The year prior, same exact date. Cherry kind of flakes out. I'm like, I can't. I just, I, I need to be alone on that day. So she, you know, Punky does her slow thing and come to find out that is the day. And Cherry actually breaks when Punky confronts her. Like, we're best friends. We're supposed to share our feelings and our problems. That's what being best friends is all about. So she kind of pushes Cherry to the brink where Cherry says, that's the day my parents died. And the fact of the matter is, I'm trying to remember, so it's got to be 
Betty's son and daughter-in-law because Betty Johnson and Cherry Johnson both have the same, you know, last name. So it's got to be her son. And she didn't even know. It's like, you don't remember. I, maybe she's blocked it out. People do that sometimes when they're grieving. They tend to block out, you know, dates, which speaking of blocking out important dates due to grief, there's an episode coming up in the Different Strokes podcast that is going to tackle that. It's called The Tutor. And I'm going to be getting to that before I go on in my little hiatus for the Punky Brewster podcast. So that's going to be the last, I think, the last episode I cover in February, which is a really, really good episode. Tangled Web. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is the one where <laughs> Punky dresses up as an old lady and tried to sneak into an R-rated movie about the... Yeah, it's the, the Slime Brothers or Slugs or something that... <laughs> Cherry and Margo both got to see. Punky's pork. Oh my goodness. I gotta take some water. My mouth is getting so dry right now. Mm. So yeah, this is me just kind of recapping the last three seasons. Just kind of giving my feelings about it. Punky's Porker. <laughs> this was a cute episode where she rescues a pig from being slaughtered. Um, they kidnap Pinky the pig. <laughs> and it's funny because we get a reappearance from he's a different character but it's the same actor Cheapo Chester from no well no the guy didn't play Cheapo Chester he played like his assistant in the like red and black plaid but um yeah <laughs> this spuds for you this is this is the last episode we see of spud uh it might be Splud Blugner by Brett Shalem. Oh, he was also in Small Wonder. I haven't gotten to that part yet. Hold on a second. Let's see here. He was in three episodes. This thing, I tell you. Let me get it. This one's for you. Okay, so yes, this is the last episode that he would be in. Where apparently he's got a crush on Punky, which, okay, I guess kind of weird when those things come out of left field and you're like what you get a crush on her <laughs> it's funny because i remember covering this episode and they're both out on a ledge because he's learning to throw himself off if punky doesn't agree to go out with him and he's wearing these large like they could fit two of this kid in these pants is what i'm saying it's like, you are a kid and you're wearing adult size pants. So long, studio. That's right. Where Henry was working in the mall and he got some, some photo developing tycoon Matt Glossy comes in and offers to buy Henry's studio for a hundred thou. But the thing is, Henry ends up having to work for the guy, which is weird. I would like, give me a check, thank you, my hundred thou, and I will go do something else. So this is how the birth of Punky's place. Oh my gosh, are we gonna find out what happened to Punky's place? Are we? I hope we do. Tie up some loose ends, everybody. I really hope. Yeah, help wanted. <laughs> Punky goes in for an interview, and Henry's like. I, I can't hire you. There are, like, there are child labor laws. You are only 11 years old. But he does kind of hire 
her and Cherry kind of, you know, painting them under the table kind of thing. Well, <laughs> you never really see anyone else working there but the girls. Remember when is a huge flashback episode when the power goes out in the wintertime and like, hey, remember when we were acting goofy and this happened and this happened and that happened? Unhooking Henry. Another big, big serious episode where Henry is, I guess if you want to call him hooked, if you want to call him dependent, dependent or addicted even to sleeping pills, which they're not necessarily, he says they help him sleep, but they're for when he messed his back up for whatever reason. I don't know how, when Jeremy and I were watching this, like, in October or November, he just, and I couldn't get it. It's like, how are you still getting refills on this stuff? When your doctor even said, don't use it for any longer than you're supposed to, does he have unlimited refills? That's not how that works. Even me setting up a new doctor here and stuff, he gave me a refill, like three refills. But still, I need to go in at the three, like the three month mark and like see the doctor, like, do you still need to be on these? You know, because I've been using a sleep aid because I can't sleep. And it's specifically a sleep aid to help sleep. I think Henry's was more like something to help with the pain of whatever he did to his back. And of course, we have Open Door Broken Heart, where Brandon, which I thought this was weird. He has never just walked out the door because no one's paying attention. And I'm like, well, I know there's a set of double doors that lead outside. So clearly did he, are they swinging doors? Did somebody just like, oh, I know you, Brandon. You want to go outside, go to the bathroom without a, a, a leash and a collar? Sure. I'll open the door for you, buddy. And then boom, he just, and then he, he must have like just kept walking like, hey, I'm just, uh, I'm just going to pound the pavement. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go be the next Airbud because Joey admits he found Brandon while shooting hopes. And all of a sudden this paw's coming out blocking my shot. So it's like Brandon's like pre-Airbud. <laughs> like, a, when did Airbud come out? 97, right? And this would have been 19, 10 years prior, pre-Airbud. Maybe Disney saw this episode like, you know what? We could use this little piece of info. Let's make a basketball playing dog movie and then we'll make umpteen sequels and a spinoff with the puppies of the dog from the first movie. They have Airblood playing so many. Let's see. Oh my God. I'm sorry, guys. Mm. I keep having to drink one in my mouth from drying up. Um. <laughs> What's he saying? Oh, yeah. D let's see. The first one he was doing. The basketball thing, right? Second one's football. Third is soccer. Um, I think the fourth one is baseball. And then, was there another one? I swear there's like volleyball. Oh my god! This, <laughs> they, I'm surprised they don't have them playing hockey, but there is a movie called MVP with a monkey, a chimpanzee, playing hockey and then there's a sequel that he's like um skiboard what's the term is it's not a skiboard what's that word um oh god man what is it 
Ski, skiboarding? That doesn't sound right. Oh, for heaven's sake. This is going to drive me nuts. Snowboarding. <laughs> skiboarding. <laughs> Weird. I don't know how I thought of that. All right, let's look at season four, because this one, oh, this one had some goofy episodes. I don't think there's barely a serious episode in this season. They went pure goof to the goof. The nun story. Apparently, <laughs> Henry was donating his aunt's ash. No, he wasn't donating. He was donating some stuff, and this urn got donated, supposedly the thought that you know, his aunt's ashes, which, why would he have them? I don't know, is he the last living relative? So it's like, okay, it's being passed to Henry now. Take good care of my mother's ashes. Crushed. Punky's finally there, everyone. She's finally, um, feeling for, uh, for guys. Although it's an older guy, but still. Yeah, crushed, we all know what that means. And the guy in this played a jerk character in the movie Son-in-Law. That movie, save it for Thanksgiving because it's centered around Thanksgiving. It is hilarious. Going to camp. The kids all, girls all go to camp. Of course, Betty can't seem to let Cherry go. So she ends up showing up and like hiding in the background. It's weird. <laughs> and uh, Punky meets a cute little boy while she's looking for nightcrawlers. Poor Margot, the fourth episode, where Margot, apparently her family goes bankrupt when they have no money. And then, spoiler alert, guess who buys their house? Her butler buys their house. Weird. Brandon's commercial at Punky's place that they're doing a dog food commercial. Brandon, of course, wearing an adorable tux is just, he's not into the food. He just doesn't like it, which some of the dog food, I don't blame the dogs. It's like, <laughs> I wouldn't know personally. Uh, but Punky has a nerve. She's like playing like a stage mom. And she's, like, calling Brandon a bad dog. What, because he won't perform for the commercial? Punky, you don't ever call him a bad dog. And that is just weak. Passed away at Punky's place. <laughs> this is where a guy, it turns I think he's got, like, is it nepilepsy? Where you just, like, conk out and fall asleep, like, at any time. Spoiler alert, that's kind of what that is. They think the guy is dead and he's passed away. When it turns out, no, he's just got not, narcolepsy, right? I think that's what that is. Christmas Harrow, honestly, the weakest Christmas episode of the show's run. I didn't like it at all. Very, very weak sauce. It's about a boy who's not getting enough attention from his dad, so he takes his dad's snake leather briefcase with a bunch of money and some jewelry and a ring and he steals it in hopes that his father will pay attention to him <sighs> okay writers i really gotta kind of wonder if if the writers could go back and do the season four over again would they do differently would they do differently 
We're like, gosh, some of these episodes, we could have done better, come up with better storylines. Cosmetic scam. Uh, it seems like a one of those get-rich-quick type schemes where they're trying to sell cosmetics through some number they probably find in a magazine or one of those 1-800 numbers like, hey, you want to be rich like me? Sell these products. <laughs> and the products in question, of course, turn out to be toxic. Not really hugely harmful. I mean, if you call Margot's face breaking out in a rash or Henry going bald or I can't remember what the heck happened to Betty. Yeah, it was like some like um mud mask thing that she couldn't remove. Uh see you in court. Betty uh, inherits a Cadillac from a patient who passed away and she does not know how to drive. Ha! Um, excuse me. How many times have we heard Betty say, come on, Margo, I'll drive you home? So when she means I'll drive you home, does she mean we'll get in a cab and the cab will take you there? How does she... That <sighs> Continuity. This is continuity 101. Seriously? That's as worse as saying... Jesse graduated high school, that's why he's at his reunion, only to find out in season six, two seasons later, that he didn't graduate high school. Even in season four's uh, One Last Kiss, he says, I graduate tomorrow, you know, to his ex-girlfriend. What are they going to do? Expel me? Yeah, hmm. That's kind of similar to that. Um, but anyway, Becky... Did I just say Becky? <laughs> Excuse me. No, I'm jumping the full house train. No, Betty and Henry go to court to sue each other. And then we have some really weird. This is my version of how the car accident happened. This is my version of how the car accident happened. And it's just goofy. Something about Betty was distracted. Henry distracted me. Or, oh, Betty's driving like a wild woman. <laughs> radio days. This one was kind of cool. Um, they got the girls got to enter a radio drama radio contest, and I guess the winner gets a trip to Disneyland. When and they do really really cool with like the they had to make up their own sound effects because the Goober Brothers had taken the box that had their stuff they were going to use. Aunt Larnice is coming to town, the 11th episode. We do actually get a mention. When I was rewatching it, we do get a mention of Aunt Larnice. However, Aunt Larnice, we get to see her. She's like a lounge singer. She's uh, going on tours and stuff, and she wants Cherry to come live with her. Which, if you're going to be gone all the time, who's watching the kid? That, no, 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 no. Dear Diaries, another episode where, oh, yeah, Punky <laughs> tries to read Cherry's diary and supposedly gets thrown out and Margot and Punky have to go and try to find it. So that's basically just Punky being a nosy butt and <laughs> Cherry calling her out on it. 
the reading game here is a serious episode. So there are at least a few serious episodes out. Uh, the reading game. This is the episode where Terry's cousin Paula wants to enter an art competition for her caricature artwork. It turns out she can't fill out the form because... She can't read. And she says it's because she kept getting bigger, so the teachers kept passing her. Yeah. And there becomes a problem when Paula's younger brother, Bobby, drinks some detergent under the sink. Punky and Cherry, I'm not sure where they went. I think they're looking for Bobby. And... Paula's on the phone, she's trying to get, you know, a hold of 911, and the operator's saying, can you read the back of the thing that he drank out of? And Paula keeps saying, I can't read, and the, and the operator's like, what, is the writing smudge? Is it, is the label ripped off? And she's, and you hear Paula trying to sound out the words, finally! Punky and Cherry come in. I know I'm spoiling these episodes, but I thought it was good. I mean, it's a good life lesson. You know, they've got those little hook thingies on the doors so kids can't just go and start, like, whipping out stuff out from underneath the sink. Ouch. This is a... This is very similar to when um, Arnold Jackson in Different Strokes in Season 2... He had his appendix out. Of course, this episode is Punky being afraid to undergo an appendectomy, which, yeah, appendix. No, 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 we won't go. Guess who buys the apartment building that Cherry, Betty, and Henry and Punky live in? Margot's father. What? This guy's got more money than he knows what to do with, so he's hiking up their rent. Betty's like, we're probably going to have to find some other place to live because we're barely making it at what I make as a nurse. Even though she works, like, all day, every day, it seems like, 24-7. Bad Dog. I thought this episode could have been better. It refers to Brandon's behavior receives complaints from other tenants. There is a reason it, this episode deals with child abuse. Which you don't find out till like, Halfway through the episode. Oh, God. This episode, I think this one was the worst of season four. In Punky's dream, Henry and Mrs. Johnson are the children, while she and Cherry are the parents. Ugh. They really pulled this one out of the dumpster fire. Wimped out. Yeah, that's right. That's where This one is where Punky breaks her leg when she falls. I always said... Once they got that tree off, somebody is going to fall out of that thing. They're going to lean over that. Lo that railing was too low. It was too low. Anybody could, like, lit. When they're ever. Someone's, like, leaning against that. Like, that makes me so nervous. Somebody's going to fall. So, yeah, Punky's got a broken leg. Cherry ends up and her stuck in an elevator with a pregnant woman who's in labor. How many episodes have been done about pregnant women in elevators delivering a baby? I have no idea, but I'm sure it's a lot. Mark Paul Gossler <laughs> guest stars in the 19th episode of season four with one plus tutor is three. Punky's got a crush at her math tutor who is more interested in Margot and... The guy turns out to be a jerk. 
How is this any different than when so uh, <laughs> when Soleil guest starred on an episode of Saved by the Bell and she played a jerk of a girl who was dating Screech? I've never seen the episode. I saw like bits of it and it's just like I I can't I I, I get. I see Soleil and I'm like, I can't picture her as anyone else but Punky, unfortunately. The Dilemma. Whoopsie. Punky tries to juggle two dates at one time. Remember Conrad from the season one Valentine's Day episode? Well, Chad Allen played him and he's back now as Brian. <laughs> What's your sign? This could be kind of a serious episode. It does deal with Punky befriending a girl who is deaf. And Punky ends up learning sign language. And of course, the series finale called Wedding Bells for Brandon. Though Punky... <laughs> Sorry. Though Henry finds it ridiculous, Punky arranges for Brandon to get married to Myron's dog, Brenda. I'm getting 90210 vibes, even though Brandon and Brenda are siblings in 90210. It just... <laughs> but yeah, they have a wedding in the backyard with a bunch of dogs, and they're... Oh, yeah, Henry said, well, Brandon's not getting any younger. You know, he's four. And, you know, maybe we want to have, you know, him have puppies, you know, one day, and... I, you know, I remember from the trailer, there was that golden retriever, so that could be the grandson, great-grandson of Brandon. I don't know, maybe. Could be. So, yeah, hopefully I didn't bore you with going through seasons two and three and four, just, you know, reminiscing about them and talking about them. I just, with the reboot coming, I'm like, yeah, I kind of wanted to go down memory lane. So, since I talked about seasons two through four, let's take a look back at the first season and just kind of reminisce about that. So, the um, Punky finds a, finds a Home parts one, two, and three, the first three episodes of the show's run. I, I like that they broke it down. Um, do you think that maybe instead of three parts that they could have maybe kind of chunked it into two. I don't know. I mean, honestly, what parts really could they have cut out? Because if you think about it, the first episode is Punky and Henry's meeting. Then in the second episode uh, is when Randy, the social worker, comes and takes Punky and places her at Fenster Hall. And, of course, the third one is going to be Punky and Henry trying to get back to each other and him going to court to fight for temporary custody to be, you know, have her placed in his care as a foster father. And she would be his foster kid until... And that's the thing, when I was covering season two, at some point I'm like, wait a minute, adoption? I thought she already... But no, it's like they're not going to just brush over that the whole time she has been a foster kid. They're not just going to, like, jump into adoption and not have a big, you know, thing about it, a production about it, because it's a big, big deal. It's a big step. I mean, I like, honestly, I mean, yeah, Randy in the beginning kind of came off as, this is my job, 
You don't really leave me any choice. She took her job very seriously. And yes, she did care for Punky. And I like how in the end she did come around and she was the one that was defending Henry to um, Lois, who was the court liaison. I'm not sure. But she definitely did come around when she saw how much Henry and Punky not only meant to each other, but the fact that they both really needed each other. And then she was going to do everything in her power to make sure that they got to stay together. Of course, the fourth episode deals with Punky getting her own room. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, looking back on that, it's like... As much as Mr. Chillings in the end, towards the end of season two, makes a deal that Punky has to have her own room. Because she was going to go stay with uh, Mrs. Johnson and Cherry. And even Cherry brought her, Mrs. Johnson brought up the fact, like, wait a minute. So she can't stay here because she doesn't have her own room, yet she's staying in a room with three other girls. Yeah. But <laughs> the fact, I mean, I just kind of, because that... Punky's room, which would be her room later on, was Henry's little den area. And she's like, I need my own room. All these kids I know at school have their own room. And he tells her, oh yeah, one day we'll get you your own room. And I'm like, Henry, did you ever have any intention whatsoever to let her have a room there instead of sleeping on a couch? Yeah. So, the fifth episode, of course, we get the walk pool slash Gone Fishing, which are two 15-minute episodes that would play, sometimes the football game would run long, so they're like, well, we don't want the kids to be deprived of their Punky Brewster, so let's do a 15-minute episode. So yeah, Walk Pool is Betty walking the kids to school, and it's such a, a train wreck that Henry says, hey, I was in the army, I can handle kids, no big deal. It's a very big deal. <laughs> they... Uh, like, a, how many, like, five nine-year-old kids? Oh. Gone fishing, of course. Henry and Punky decide to go fishing, but Punky wants to bring her friends along. And, yeah, it was a cute episode. They all caught a fish. Take me out to the ball game. <laughs> this was a cute episode. Um, speaking of, you know, re re reoccurring characters, the one we get here with one of the nuns, actually both nuns, one will be Linda from season two, and the other nun, I believe, is a photo customer of Henry's in season, towards the end of season three. I thought, yeah, she looked, she, and she was a lot nicer than, uh, the photo customer was a lot nicer than the nun that she, this, the woman played here. Parents' Night deals with, it seems like a lot of season one is Punky and Henry getting used to living together and Punky trying to open up to change and accepting another person into her life and also trusting another person after being let down by her dad walking out and her mom abandoning her. And then we have a visit to the doctor and go to sleep another two, I think these are the last two 15 minute episodes. Punky's gotta get a booster 
you know, she's going to school. Got to make sure you are vaccinated. And go to sleep, of course. That's where she is not going to sleep at all. And Henry just wants his quiet time. You know, he's like, it's after nine. It's time to calm down. So they watch the opera together. And so good. <laughs> and it's uh, just so cute seeing Punky and Puppy Brandon just laid on the couch asleep. <laughs> Miss Adorable. Of course, we get um, the first appearance of Andy. I can't remember. Um, Andy, Andy, Gib. <laughs> took me a second. I was going to say Andy Williams, but I'm like, that's not it. Yeah, Punky gets to participate in the Miss Adorable pageant. And if you've never seen the episode, <laughs> you think Punky's going to win, right? Nope. Cherry wins. <laughs> it's so cool. Dog Doe Afternoon has a bunch of dogs that um, I love how Punky is always roping Cherry and Alan into her little um her little schemes. She wants to help out Henry. Apparently, it costs like eighty thousand dollars in eighty four to raise a kid from the age of birth to the day they leave for college, which is another story. <laughs> oh my gosh! I just thought of something. What if Henry sold Punky Place to pay for Punky's college? Oh my gosh, what if? Maybe that could be something. That's my guess. I most likely am wrong, for all I know. But yeah, she, she wants to help him. She even goes to a bank to try to secure an $80,000 loan. <laughs> I love Mr. Green. We actually see him at the end of season two when Henry wants to get a loan. Because the studio burned down, he didn't get any insurance. He wants to get a loan to open up a spot at the mall, which I think is an awesome idea. Bye Bye My is the episode where the two things from Punky's life before Henry, her dog Brandon and Mai. And if you think about it, if you jump ahead to season three, the two-parter Open Door Broken Heart, where she's talking to Betty and Betty's saying how she's worried, you know, you're not eating, you're not sleeping. And Punky brings up the fact that Brandon is all I have left from before, you know, before Henry, you know, with my mom. Because if, and bye bye my, spoiler alert, Henry tosses the doll because the head keeps falling off and he's getting tired of having to replace it. And he gets her a new doll. And at some point, he tries to fake her out with, oh, this is, yeah, it's, it's my, what are you talking about? She's like, no, that's not my doll. And he gets angry and he says, why is that doll so important? And she says, because my mom gave her to me. And if you think about it, yeah, Brandon is the last piece of her life before Henry. That's the last thing that's linking her to her mom. I mean, yeah, she has her memories and stuff like that. Oh my gosh, it just makes me think of... Because at the end of the show, Brandon's four. So if you think about it, by the time that Punky graduates high school, Brandon's going to be up there in age. Oh. Of course... 
the two-parter, yes, Punky, there is a Santa Claus, where she's really, you know, she's missing her mom, you know, it's the holidays, it's bringing on a lot of, like, my mom and I used to have cranberry, pu cranberry pudding, and this kid who plays Willie Hogan on the Hogan family, the bully, um, Billy Bahootsitz, tells Punky, Cherry, Margo, and Alan that there's no Santa Claus, which, ugh. and I'm like, Kid, why are you even bothering? Why do you care that these kids believe in Santa Claus exactly? Because he's, like, a year older than them. I don't like kids like that. They just like to squash other kids' dreams. Because, like, I have the power to do... Don't do that. That is cruel. Played again, Punky. Again, Andy Gibb. But he's guest starring as a character named Tony Glenn. Beautiful, beautiful song. <laughs> and Punky, of course, says you have a beautiful voice. Let's get it. I want, like, I want to hear this. I want you to release a record. I want to hear your voice on the radio. Let's get you a record deal. <laughs> Lonnie Dell. Cue Lonnie Dell. Oh, my God. <laughs> Henry Falls in Love, another repeat actress who played Lois in Punky Finds a Home Part 3, plays Maggie, Henry's, and this would have been before Henry's wife. Before, you know, after he got out of the, the service and he and Claudia got together. This would have been his high school sweetheart, Maggie. And they are finally, I guess Pearl Harbor happened, so he ended up enlisting the next day. So, Henry and Maggie's like, hey, Maggie's like, look, my husband's gone, you're not married, we can finally travel, we can go to Italy, we can go to the Sarbonne, we can go wherever we want to go. And she even suggests putting Punky in a boarding school so Punky, quote-unquote, has opportunities. It's like, um... You do know that she is a fuck. This makes me think of at the end of season two when Punky is with, I don't even remember their last names, but the lady is saying, we're going to go live in France. And it's like, uh, she's a foster child. You do realize you can't take them out of the country or the, I don't even think you can take a foster kid out of the state, let alone the country. Like, that kid is not legally yours. You can't do that. But I love how Henry says, I made a commitment to Punky. She needs me and I need her. So, I mean, I don't see why they couldn't have just friendly dated. And But we also meet in Henry Falls in Love Part 2. Henry and Maggie have this wonderful dinner put on by the kids. <laughs> the dinner is really nasty. <laughs> then their children making like grape Kool-Aid and a, a bagel with some olives, a gumdrop. It was nasty. <laughs> but Punky runs away because she's like, I don't want to stand in the way of Henry falling in love again and finding love and happiness. So she leaves. She winds up in a tent in a junkyard where she meets a homeless kid named Zach, who is played by Mino Palouse, her, I believe it's Soleil's half-brother. 
Uh, my age, Valentine. I remember not caring for this episode. This was a dud in my eyes. I mean, yes, the old age makeup on <laughs> Henry and Punky and Jerry and Alan was hysterical. Even they put a beard and glasses on Brandon. It was funny. But I just, I didn't care for it. It was, it, the whole thing was like a flash forward. <laughs> I love you, Brandon. Breaks my heart this episode. I bawled my eyes out whenever I would watch it. No one likes the idea of losing their pet. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's such, it's a good episode. Brandon saving his girl. He pushes her out of the way of an oncoming car and he takes the hit for her and he lands in a coma. And I, I couldn't stand the vet. He's like, well, there's nothing we can do. He's not waking up. I think the best thing we should do is put him to sleep. Even Henry's like, uh, what? It's like, way to give up, sir. Just give him some time. You brought him in there, really. He's waking up. Well, he was breathing. And his eyes were closed. It looked like he was sleeping. But it's like, give him time. Give him at least 24 hours to 20, 48 hours to see if he comes out of it. You don't throw in the towel as soon as you get him on the... The table, come on now. Punky Brewster's workout was a cute one. <laughs> I mean, this is early 1985, and of course, the VCR was kind of new. And I love Cherry coming in and asking, what's a VCR? <laughs> Video cassette recorder. Oh, my goodness. And the kids make a workout video, which is a, uh, it's adorable. There, my mouth's getting dry. Mm. Gals and dolls. There's the letter, the lettuce, butter lettuce babies, which is a play on the Cabbage Patch doll thing. Back in around this time, there's a big craze for them. Like people were getting like uh, trampled and everything just over these dang dolls. But he was only able to find one doll. One doll for three girls. So, of course, they put names in a hat. Punky's name comes out of it. And Margot and Cherry give her... Mainly it's Margot, who I really think Cherry should have stood up for herself. But they're giving Punky the silent treatment. Spoiler alert, at the end of the episode, the girls decide to share the doll. Problem solved, right? <laughs> The first, or excuse me, the last two episodes of season one were a failed spinoff. We get to meet Mike at Fenster Hall. I don't know why he wasn't there in the beginning of the show, but Fenster Hall, we meet a kid named, T I think his name is TC. Is it TC? Let me see. TC. Uh, oh, Gabriel Damon plays Lyle. He did, was the voice of Littlefoot. Uh, Benji Gregory, of course, playing Dash, would later go on the following year to play an elf. So if you think about a Fenster Hall, if we got the Fenster Hall spinoff, we never would have seen Benji Gregory playing Brian Tanner on Elf. 
Rosanna DeSoto plays Rita. She's kind of the, the head lady. She's like the uh, pre-Chillings Chillings of Fenster Hall. Um, I mainly know her from La Bamba. She played Richie Valens's mother. TC. Oh, wow. What's this dude been in? Oh, he was in, <laughs> He plays TC in Punky Brewster, and in Webster he plays PJ. He was also in The Money Pit. <laughs> Cute. Definitely got a head of gray hair. But then again, don't we all want we hit that certain age? <laughs> but I, um, this, honestly, this spinoff isn't bad. It, um, it was interesting, but I can understand why. If you think about it, if we had gotten that spinoff, we wouldn't have had Mike in season two. So I'm like, okay, I'm happy that if we had to have Fenster Hall fail as a spinoff for us to keep Mike around for the following season, I'm like, okay, I can live with that. There was a failed attempt on different strokes at a spinoff about um, some characters that were going for a uh, citizenship, uh, applying for a cit American citizenship. And the thing, it was really weird because as I was watching Different Strokes episodes, I was going into them knowing nothing except for the episode title. And I'm like, okay, great. It's about, uh, you know, the kids. And all of a sudden it's like, where are Arnold and Willis and Kimberly? Because it turned out to be like about this woman running a citizenship class that was a failed spitting off I'm like, nobody's going to be into this. Some things I just kind of wonder, like, some spinoffs from shows are successful. Like, Family Matters was a spinoff of Perfect Strangers. And that definitely, I mean, it was kind of fun because I kind of, like, watching Family, Mamer, Family Matters and Full House, the characters that got on my nerves in no end would have been Kimmy and Steve Urkel. Kimmy Gibbler, Steve Urkel, Kramer. You know how they just bust through the front door like, hey, it's me, it's your neighbor. Like, they don't even knock. But the thing is, they say that a lot on Full House with Kimmy. Like, you don't knock. And I'm trying to remember, did they ever say that with Steve Urkel? I don't know. <laughs> but definitely some of the characters that uh, didn't really make it throughout the season of season one, Eddie, he checks out, like, I, I think halfway through the season. Um, another character, Scotty Badaducci, who was part of the, he was in the episodes, the 15-minute episodes, Walk Pool and Gone Fishing. This kid was dressed exactly like Alan with the short sleeve, the cut off short sleeved sweatshirt, gray sweatshirt that Alan wore throughout the entire <laughs> the entire season one and two. The one, the final episode of his in season three, he's he's taller. Alan's taller and he's slimmer and he's wearing like a button up striped shirt with suspenders. Um, R.J. Williams plays Scotty Bataducci, and <laughs> you might know R.J. Williams from, he provided the voice of Kit Cloud Kicker, 
So I'm guessing they didn't really want a bad boy child. Like, we already have Alan. Where then, so it's like, the kid was here. We don't need you anymore. We only need one boy. We don't need a boy that's going to be causing problems and being a pain in the butt menace. So. <laughs> that's, oh, Jeremy Miller, who played Ben Seaver in Growing Pains. He had a very, I don't even think his character got a name. He was just at the, uh. In the waiting room, <laughs> in the visit to the doctor episode. Um, yeah, and it's just funny, like, some of the character actors that come back as two different characters. You know, Andy Gibb playing himself, and then playing Tony Glenn. You have, um, and she w was George Gaines, who plays Henry. This was his, his wife. Um, where's her name? Oh, this is, I don't see her on here. Oh, well. This guy looks from Robert Duquay. What is the, was he in anything? He played the judge in the, in the, um, part two episode. Let's see. I think, here we go. Ellen Ann McCleary plays Lois, and she also plays Maggie. This was George Gaines's real-life wife up until he he passed. Wow, that's coming up on five years ago. Wow. So now, I mean, George Gaines would be over 100. So, yeah, okay, so that's it, everybody. I just thought it'd be fun to go back down memory lane and revisit and talk about some of the episodes and my memories and all that and okay so if they do drop another punky brewster trailer before february 25th i will be covering it on the podcast so that will be another little bonus so all right have a good well i guess i could say weekend tomorrow is thursday we finished our, we're almost done with our first week of the year. First, yeah, of the new year. Wow. It's hard to believe 2021. Have a good night, guys. Bye-bye.